Many people have problems with art and not with reality. So why is art different? It's pretty simple, right? This is knowledge, this is thinking, this is thought. Yeah, it does something strange with your head. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. Bring it. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. My name is Ando. We are joined today by the artist extraordinaire, Malin Gabriella Norden. She was here in town for the uh, Chart Art Fair because the homies over at uh, Steinland's Berliner Gallery were showing a bunch of her work. This is the last recording from Chart this year. I wasn't familiar with her work, but she has a very convincing practice and an incredible work ethic, I found out. It was really awesome to talk to her. And I think she uh, she keeps the game of being an artist to its uh, bare bones. And uh, I mean that positively. There is not a lot of extraneous material around her work and around her practices. But for me, it's always a pleasure to talk to people whose work is dictated by this relationship to their materials and their drive to uh, to move said work forward. I get it. I know this sounds a little vague, but uh, just like Zen from last episode, these are these are practitioners who dedicate themselves to the process of making, and uh, they view their work in in the long term. So, putting it simply, I find it really refreshing, and it's not at all a disadvantage. So let's get straight into it. Please enjoy my talk with Malin. I just want to disappear, you know, yeah. like take away everything. Like I, I not, I'm not existing. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. In the beginning, I was really like, I don't want to show how I look or something. I want people to see my art for what it is. Mm. But That's then it's like impossible. impossible. <laughs> that is impossible because people want to talk to you. Yeah, and it's also fun when you notice that people get more and more like when you meet people who like your work and you talk to them and they get even more like. They get a background story and it's nice because you feel like you connect in some way. Yeah. And like that's that's honestly the truth of what I do here yeah. too because like I can look at the art but sometimes the story is better anyways. Yeah. You know, you can actually hear why and yeah. how and you know. And it's just like going to art school. You meet your friends and you talk about it and you, you dig into it. Yeah. Instead exactly. of just being like here it is done goodbye yeah. you know. Yeah. Which is, uh, but it is, it, there's that whole thing. I mean, I, I like to call it the art mafia, the whole idea that there's just this world of people who either want to use you for something or, you know, maybe that's a little negative, but in theory, they just, you yeah. know, there's, there's a system. Let's yeah. just call that. There's a system in place. It's like going to the, the bank. You know, you have to talk to the right people. You have to go around and, uh, and that could be terrifying. Yeah. Uh, it can be, it can be exhilarating. You know, if you win, yeah. you're like, fucking, I did it, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's, I think it's hard also. Like, I usually don't go to openings and stuff because I think it's, it's a weird, um, um, what do you say, stunning. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's a weird atmosphere. Yeah, but. What about your own openings? How do yeah, they feel? Yeah, I go to them. <laughs> Uh, in the beginning, it was horrible. Like I hid in the office somewhere mm -hmm. when I had even like in group shows, I thought it was like horrible because 
it's weird like putting yourself out there and even if people don't know it's my work in a group show or something it's still like people are looking at it and like talking about it and it feels like they're talking about you so it's it was really hard in the beginning but my last opening at uh, the gallery in Stockholm um, was last Friday like two weeks ago uh, and it was the first time I actually felt like happy and hmm. like didn't go home and cry afterwards <laughs> so what happened what do you think the difference no, I is i think it was like um, i've been working really intense this summer because i had had like three shows planned in a couple of weeks so it's like the opening in stockholm and then chart and then i'm exhibiting in la next weekend jesus christ so and i had to produce works for all of those new works yeah. for each wow. yeah so I think it was something with like that I'm in the middle of the process and it felt like more honest in a way and it felt really scary to mm. show them. So then when people show their like appreciation and like I could take it in more than when I had like everything planned and I know what I'm going to exhibit and I don't know it felt like really genuine mm. in some way. Because you didn't have a chance to spin it off into something else? No, it was like, I'm, I have a studio that I'm sharing with four other artists. So it's kind of like, every time I'm finished with a work, I have to put it aside, like maybe tape it in or something. Right. So you can't see everything at once. So the first time the I show, saw it yeah. was like two days before the show together. Yeah, that is, that's terrifying <laughs> yeah. right there. And then it felt when it like, it felt like it was just right. Mm. And then when people showed also that they liked it, it was really meaningful. Mm. Um, There's really nothing. I mean, I, it strikes me like I, often people ask me what I do. And I will tell them I'm a photographer or I make radio or something. I don't want to say I'm an artist because yeah. that conversation is really yeah, I know. awful yeah. most of the time. <laughs> because like, people, like, the context is yeah. so weird. Yeah, I know. It was mind. easier when you studied art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you're like, like, I'm a student. I study, I study art or yeah. I'm a student. But then it's like, I'm an artist. It's like, yeah. you're like what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super strange. But I, I got hung up on something you said earlier about how it felt honest. Yeah. Um, what does that exactly mean to you? Like, what is that? Is that important to you? Yeah, it's really important. Like, um, usually when I make my work, I never know how it's going to end up. It's not like I have a sketch or a, like um, a visual. Like, it's just more of a, a feeling or like I can sense like different shapes and colors that I want to get out of my as you go or yeah exactly so so it's always a blank canvas yeah like sometimes I can have I like to sit at home and draw in like when it's dark and I watch tv and like listen to music or whatever and don't care so much mm. and sometimes I can find like a composition or like a line or a movement in those and I can look at it and like maybe start off with something in that but then it changes along the way because like everything I do leads to the next step so mm. sometimes I like switch over the painting from or the you turn it on yeah, its head or yeah, something uh, and then back and then back and it can change a lot and it's all just gut feeling 
yeah it's like for me it's like a exploration or something it's like mm. but now i'm doing this what will happen if i and like how color changes their surrounding and different shapes also the whole feeling of the work so and then when you say feeling is that like an aesthetic thing yeah i think it's both an aesthetic thing and like just like because sometimes i have periods when i feel like i've lost it all when i can't work it those are some like, dark dark yeah. moments <laughs> and it's like how what what am i doing now like this is the only thing i can do mm. like and what i want to do and what i have to do but now i can't and it's like you lost something and you never know if it's gonna come back yeah. but usually it does and i can like feel how it's growing inside me like it so if you don't work for a while, do you start getting frustrated? Yeah, like that uh, happens to me. Really too. frustrated, yeah. and I take a, take it out on other things. And then and when people. I like start to work again, it's like, oh, it was just this. Like I just needed to work again. <laughs> it's weird how that happens. Yeah, how you become kind of like, I don't know. I've thought a lot recently about the whole um, pressure yeah. of making art because. I can't really figure out if it's anymore because I want to make art or because I feel like I should make art. Yeah. It's hard to differentiate at a certain point. Yeah, but I think like the feeling of you have to do it. Like it's just something like you get in a bad mood if you don't do it. It's like it's um, it's you who has to like let it out. And, yeah. Um, like even when I have those periods of like I feel like I can make work, I still sit at home and draw all the time just to like. But then it's really nice to like watch TV and have the lights dim because you don't care so much. You just do it, and then maybe it comes out something really great of it, and then you can. Right, and you're not overthinking. It. Yeah, exactly, because that's the worst. Like when I start to respect the canvas too much and like think be too careful yeah it's like should i should i not nah. yeah. and then it doesn't go well like yeah. it, you should for me it's just like out with it and yeah although it can go too far too yeah so that's, that's, that's that weird balance yeah i've thought i've done a little bit of teaching and i've thought a lot about how do you explain to someone that process which takes 10 15 20 years of finding out the feeling yeah. you have yeah. for something uh, and it, it, it's a weird thing it just slowly becomes clearer yeah when something's right or yeah. not right and you can't really explain yeah. it but it's just it comes from practice just doing it all the time yeah and sometimes you just have to like it can feel like oh i made this like painting in one hour but it's not like one hour you had like all those took times. me 20 yeah. years <laughs> to build up to that hour yeah. yeah and it's kind of a nice release when it's like you have been building up something for a while and then it just like you're like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm good at what i do <laughs> and then maybe it's over again but it's like you get a release and true yeah well it is those ups and downs which is i think part of the reason that we do it because you can get a job. You know, I worked for 10 years in a job that was very consistent. And I knew what to expect. And it was pretty much the same thing every day. And yeah. that had its advantages. But also, I never want to do that again. No. You know, so for whatever reason, I need the ups and downs. Yeah. It's it's like a relationship. Like a love relationship <laughs> with yourself. I don't know. Yeah. Hate it and love it. Yeah. At the same time. But, yeah. 
it's the only thing like it's also i'm really happy that i can live of it because it's just natural what i do it's not something i have to that's tremendous yeah where did it start for you have you always been drawing with the lights off <laughs> i've been drawing a lot like every kid almost sure but uh, but you just never stopped. My parents were really like appreciating and like didn't. I feel like many people who go to art school really had to fight for it against their parents. Like the parents were like, "No, you're not going to make any money," or like, "You you don't get a job." Get a goddamn job. <laughs> yeah. And my parents never were like that. They were really like um, supporting me. Do they have any sort of arts background at all? Uh, my dad paints a lot. Like, okay. but For fun. Yeah, or he used to be like, um, what do you say? Restaurator. Like, um, um, oh, restorer? Yeah. yeah. And he, like, um, decoration, painting mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, like, that. doing gold leaf. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, like, Russian icons mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, he has really, like, a patience because he mixes his own colors with pigment. and like, He's good with his hands. <laughs> yeah, but I paint with, like, acrylics and I don't have any patience. And mm. I'm, like, right away, I want to do it now. <laughs> sure. So. Well, you yeah. got to get away from your parents, too. Yeah, but it's fun because I can also feel like, now when I'm getting like a bit older and like been doing this for some time, it feels like my work is starting to merge together. Like before my collages were like collages mm. in a diff- like in a certain way in my paintings. Now I can feel like they're starting to merge and like also like artists that I liked when I was a kid and took a bit for granted when I was like a teenager has really come back to me and like you can really feel how important they are for you and mm. like how much they have brought in your sights and like so it's also like everything just like falls in place that's what I'm saying with that whole thing where like yeah. that you slowly develop some sort of I don't know how to explain it. it's like they are like the presence of of, of some sort of grand scheme of yeah. art whether it's outside or inside you you know and you just like it does start to merge it does mm. start to come together and i think that's also like for me one of the guiding principles is that work has to be multi-dimensional yeah it has to work on more level than just one yeah. and that's that sort of thing you start to merge these different levels and ideas and you know whether it's processes or techniques or you know whatever the fuck it is they start to come together yeah which means you get work which has different layers of meaning different layers of technique different you know uh, and and you can't appreciate other people's work like that until you can see it as well no exactly and that's i think i think that's maybe that's where art school is good yeah um did you ever consider going to anything else but art school or by the time that was around that was it that's what you were gonna <laughs> no, do no i was like um after i went to like a preparing art school i started to work a bit as a set designer mm-hmm. on my scenography like, yeah for like, like theater or no movies? like mostly like music videos oh, okay. and some commercials as well uh it was like my extra job to get in money mm-hmm. when i studied and i thought it was quite fun or i thought it was really fun but i Building hate compromising nice. and like <laughs> especially in commercial like with clients and it was like and i felt it took so much of my energy of like making my own things that really matter for me so when i um got uh, into bergen 
art school, I felt like this is uh, this is really good. Like I have to go away from Stockholm, just focus on myself, like what I want to do, and yeah. How old were you when you started? Uh, I began when I was twenty, I think. Was it hard to focus, or were you already at that point ready to go? No, it was quite. I think it was really nice to go somewhere where I didn't know anyone. I didn't have to like relate to anyone else's mm. schedule. It mm. was just like now I'm gonna focus on my own mm. thing and like explore it and just see what happens. Uh, I had a hard time with that because I also went to art school when I was twenty, and I um, I didn't I didn't fuck off completely. Uh, there was a lot of people who were a lot worse than I was, yeah. but I could have used the time better in <laughs> retrospect. You know, I could have. You know, it, it was a mix. Yeah, but of you being could like, always use the time, time better. True, true, and I'm particularly hard on myself. But you know, I think back. I have a friend who's just left to go to school in Gothenburg at the Art Academy mm. there, and I was like, "Look, dude, whatever you do." you're never going to have better conditions than yeah. you have now. You have no market pressure. You have no, you don't have to sell anything. Yeah. All you have to do is produce things for the sake of making them. This, like, Facilities, like, yeah. materials, people willing to talk to you about it. It does not get better than this. No, but it's funny because people told me that too. And even though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just the nature of it. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I don't know moving away from home for the first time is always but then again also in america um we are a little more what do you say like it isn't until you move to college that you really flip out mm. whereas i think here in scandinavia you're allowed to flip <laughs> out a little earlier uh, and that's nothing against I, I was allowed to flip out earlier than most but you know it's just there's a yeah. general general vibe oh i'm away from my parents mm. now it's time you know yeah time to stand on my head uh but but it's good to hear that you could focus in that yeah. case. You really were able to uh, to put it in the put in the work. And as you said to me earlier, you were uh, starting to show work while you were still in school. Yeah, exactly. Because Stein from Berlin contacted me like half a year before I took my bachelor. But you said also you were part of some group shows yeah. beforehand. Um, like both in Sweden and also abroad. I think it was it was really weird because my Tumblr just spread like. Crazy. Yeah, that's the big question. How does this happen? You know, so you have a you have a Tumblr that I you have, are posting I, I still pictures. have a Tumblr, but I don't update it as so often because now Instagram is more right. That was the thing that yeah. was the Tumblr. I remember that was huge. Yeah, and I started like my Tumblr when I moved to Bergen, just to be like my friends and my family. Like Here's update, what I'm doing. and also it's nice for yourself when you do stuff to see what you have done because mm -hmm. in the studio in school maybe you have to like get rid of stuff because it's so small <laughs> so it was nice to like have like an archive or something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then people start to reblog and then it just spread and now did you send it out to people or it no. literally just took on a life yeah, of its own exactly yeah, I don't feel like that happens very often. <laughs> no, it was like a snowball effect. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing is, the great thing in that case is that um, your works were uh, good enough that people wanted to see them yeah, and wanted to share them. Yeah. And that's uh, that's that's not nothing. No, I'm really happy about it. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I don't think that happens to a lot of people. Like a lot of 
you know, you must have at a certain point hit the wall where yeah. then you have to turn it over into being a, uh, a type of salesperson. At a certain point, you have to go out there and shake some hands. Yeah. It's kind of like we were talking about earlier. You got to go to the opening. You got to talk to people. You know, yeah, that happens. <laughs> you know, well, if you get if you get to a position where a gallery or someone else can represent yeah. you to that level, they can do a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. But I think the reality for a lot of young people is they have to. Yeah. Fuck young people. For, for anybody yes. who's not, uh, you know, have someone behind them. Yeah. Uh, you have to go and 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 do it yourself. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. tremendous that you were able to 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 swing that interest in Tumblr into a, a career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like because then I got a show in a group show, and then that group show led to another group show, and then so it just like continued. Um, what do you attribute that to? I'm just happy and I feel really lucky. Mm. Like, uh, because the uh, Stainsland Berliner started to represent me before I even graduated. So I moved back to Stockholm and I started to work at a kindergarten <laughs> for like four months. But then I felt like it was, I, I loved it to work at a kindergarten. I always had a dream as well to do it because I love kids. Uh, but then I felt like it took too much of my own time. I thought I would be able to do both, but it was a full-time job, so... That's what happens. It was impossible, so I had to quit. And then, since then, I have been working with my art. Amazing. I've been doing, like, for my friends, I do record sleeves sometimes also, but mm. it's mostly for fun and not paid. So yeah, it's... yeah. Well, I mean, I think... You know, it's interesting. We don't have a story here of struggle or, uh, you know, eating eating cereal for six months in order to make it work. Yeah, I've is... been like, it's not like I'm, I was like rich or something like that. It was still... Of course. But of course, I've been having it really the easy way. Well, the thing is people forget also that being an artist is uh, in a lot of ways a working class job. Yeah. And you have to put in the time. And I think that's also what I kind of... In my mind, in the narrative, I'm starting to see the fact that you were able to work hard during school yeah. enabled you to have a, um, a style and an idea about what you were doing, which is what people can see when yeah. they start asking artists to show. Yeah. Does this person know what they're doing yeah. or are they just fucking around? Or like feel like they really burn for it yeah. in some way. Like I felt that in art school too. Like you could almost feel the ones who were like, this is their thing like this is what they do they and, have to do it. yeah they have to do it and then it's some people who's like what are you doing here <laughs> right what do you really want <laughs> what do you really yeah and like i think back and i think there's probably a lot of people who probably looked at me when i was in school and were like what do you really want yeah and i always knew somewhere inside of me what I, that i wanted to do it but it wasn't until i had to make that choice yeah survive sink or swim mm. you know that i uh, became really serious yeah about it and so i you know i'm 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 maybe five or six years behind some people who are my age because they were at it yeah. from the beginning um but that's the thing about developing uh i don't know if the word style do you think the word style i mean you, you develop whatever it is there's yeah. something but that's also because people think I change style or... People think you change style? I don't know. It's like I don't get stuck with like a model 
because for me my work is about like exploring my curiosity mm. so i don't want to get stuck in like doing stuff i know that i'm good at mm. well that's and, the nightmare for some artists yeah. who just become famous for yeah. something and that's it that's what you yeah, do now. and then it wouldn't be fun anymore like for me it's about like um i don't know you explore the painting but you also explore yourself uh, when you're doing it so it's and it's a really um weird thing to do sometimes Mm. and it's really frustrating and it can be like i just want to give up sometimes because it's like go back to that kindergarten yeah like yeah just disappear (laughs) but then it's like you can't because this is what i have to do and I realize that, you know, sometimes I'm a miserable jerk, but I'd be more of a miserable jerk. Yeah. If I did it differently. Yeah. You know, yeah, like that's, it's really not, it doesn't miserable. get better, you know? No. It's, it's, it's so interesting that whole, the, the whole development of it. Um, but do you ever write about art? No. Um, like I write about my own work. That's what I mean. Are yeah. you able to write what sometimes, it is that you do? Like, it can be nice, I think, because I am, I do a lot of interviews as well. And uh, it can help you, I think, when you get a question and you really have to think about it. Like you open up some more doors that you haven't really laid focus on. Mm. So it can help developing as well, because I think you can, when you talk, you start to notice things you think about and like what's important. And... That can help me move forward in my work too, I think. Hmm. So there is, an, there is some sort of brain involved in this too, because you talk about working with your gut about it. Yeah, you know. of course. Like, I'm really, um, it's all about like uh, when I paint, it's like power and like now and like intuition. But it's also some kind of like, I'm really interesting, interested in nature, like both outwards and, but inwards too and maybe mostly like the space between them too Mm -hmm. how everything is like um and i have like when i go to sleep like i can see all these unpainted paintings that are just waiting to be painted but i can't really translate them uh but i'm trying uh but it's really i think that's really interesting too like you can see so much visions and then it's really hard to translate them into our world it always looks amazing in your head it looks it's the best thing you ever how (laughs) that's the lifelong practice yeah right getting to the point and that's why you always continue i guess because you want to get there like you want to be able to i don't know do it and get it Mm. i don't know it's like a struggle to do you do you look at a lot of other art yeah i'm like now it's impossible not to do it with Instagram and stuff, but that's it's just for a screen. Yeah. And that's really different, I think, to see something for a screen because you lose all of the texture, like the, the colors, everything. Is Have like, you noticed that there's a type of art which looks better on the computer than it does in real life? Yeah. <laughs> I've started noticing that where I've looked at, like, let's say there's a, a, an art fair coming up and I look at the, who's going to show what and I'm like, well, that looks tight. And then I see it in real life yeah. and I'm like... It doesn't quite. <laughs> it's better on Instagram, and that's yeah. that's that's really weird. Yeah, because I feel like that speaks to the nature of the way art is sold now. Yeah, that's 
bad. So. Mm. It might be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I- Sorry, but I wanted. Yeah. yeah, you were saying about how you look at like looking at other people's art. Yeah. So through Instagram, I can see a lot. Like, um, and sometimes I can just get a little bit fed up. You know, you just want to like. I don't want to see any art. Like, I just want to listen to music or something. I I don't know. It can get. It's like when you go to a museum, like whole day or something. It's just like it's too much. Yeah. And now today, it's like everywhere all the time in your face so it's tough and there's the whole like uh i'm an animal and i want the 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 habit of looking anyways even though it's not doing anything for me yeah like sometimes you just scroll without looking it's like Like, what am i doing (laughs) (laughs) but me and Jeanette, my galleries talked about this yesterday like when you're looking at your phone you're uh, turning your head down and that signals to the body that you're sad because that's the way you stand when you're sad. Mm. So it's also like, uh, I think the body uh, is like getting even more. <laughs> right, or curling into yeah, itself in yeah. some sort of way. And that's like double negativity because every, like so many people get like pressure from Instagram and like want to live this happy life where everything is perfect. And then you stand with this. Or it just Make curled into a ball, there. basically. Yeah, I mean, there is um, it is a brave new world in terms of that marketing thing, and it's kind of interesting that you went, you know, you started with a Tumblr, so you've been through a a, a technology shift, yeah, or at least a, a what's popular yeah. shift. And I can only imagine that you are also active on Instagram, yeah, you, are, you know, because that's what that's what we do, you yeah. know. Uh, the worst part is I have three Instagram. Accounts. Oh, you have three. <laughs> I have the podcast. I have my business. I run a dark room, yeah. and then I have uh, I have my practice, oh, and wow. I keep them completely separate. But that means I have three different ones to check when I look. Yeah. Oh wow. I would not. <laughs> I think it's one of those situations, like you say, they'll slowly start merging. Yeah. Um, but it feels like even websites these days aren't like so important anymore. Everybody's just like, "What are your name on Instagram?" Yeah. Which is weird. It's like the new uh, business card. Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah, that actually happened to me yesterday. And then uh, a woman asked me, like, oh, do you have your, do you have your phone? You can uh, check me out on Instagram. And then I shot her. I have this goddamn Nokia <laughs> 200 or whatever. I was like, this is my phone. She was like, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. But I wanted to go back to, I think, I wanted to talk about your practice in terms of other people. So you had mentioned earlier Picasso has become more important or like, you know, when you were yeah, younger, you like, put it away. Yeah, no, but my my dad and my mom had a lot of art books mm. when I was a kid and like posters on the walls and they loved Matisse and Picasso and, and I loved it too. Like Henry Rousseau, I had a children's book with his paintings in um, and I loved it so much. But then I think when I was a teenager, I was a bit like taking it for granted. Like, oh, Picasso. But like, yeah, like, that's my parents' <laughs> type of art. Yeah. And it's like everybody knows him. And like, But then when I was, I don't know which age, but like maybe when I was like 27, you know, when everything, like keys started to like fall in place and you're like the coin falls down and it's like oh wow yeah okay that's why it's that way <laughs> and it's like you see it again with new eyes and it's like you can appreciate it even more um and i think 
when I make collages, I use cutouts from um, paintings, like books with mm -hmm. paintings or sculptures or... And that's also a way for me to study the work. Like, I don't sit and look so much in books when I do this, but I, I see some texture or shape that I want to cut out. And then somehow when I do this process, it's like you study the work at the same time. Right, you understand it at a different level when yeah. you're starting to figure out which part you should yeah. take out <laughs> and which part you should leave behind. <laughs> But what about your peers? I mean, the people people you're around, you work in a studio with four people. Yeah. Do they affect your practice at all? We just uh, moved in there last November, so we haven't been there a year. And one of them is my best friend since many years. Um, and two of them are also represented by Stenslam Berliner. Uh, so we moved in and we started a group together called Atlas Gruppen. I was going to say, you guys are very close to each other, <laughs> yeah. obviously, in a lot of ways. No, it was really nice because I only have been in my studio by myself a lot of years. And I've been renting a studio, so I had to move out every half year. And then I bought this place and I was like, I really want to have like a collective because you can feel so alone sometimes when you sit in your studio and stare at the wall. So unbelievably <laughs> And you alone. go there like in the morning and you sit and stare at the wall for four yeah, hours and like, then you go what home the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it was really nice just to have um, people around me that um, we became really good friends as well. And we started this collective together. So we're having some ex exhibitions together. We have our separate practices, but we can like, we have good talks with each other. It's nice to drink coffee with someone. And like, it's really... It's also nice when you see someone kicking ass. You're yeah. like, I want to kick ass. Yeah. You know, it helps push, yeah, and when push you're it like, in some way. You get stuck, you can go and talk. And yeah. You, yeah, it's really nice. Well, I saw on your uh, on your website that you've done a you did a collaborative project with a Norwegian. Is it an artist? Uh, yeah, it was with Alexander Kerpilovsky, my best friend who I okay. shared a studio with. Uh, and that was obviously very different than what you yeah. usually do. Uh, it was really like a playful thing for us mm. uh, because she got invited to do a performance um, in Norway, and she asked me if I wanted to do something together with her. So we started to paint on this big fabrics and like the next thing led to another like I took some old paintings I had and made a dress for her and it was just like fun and we did it together and she it felt really nice to do something together mm. as well like a show in that way. I've never done that before like when I've been in group shows you have your own separate thing and right. they have even if you have like a theme or something, but this was really like merging together. More dynamic too. Yeah. I mean, you've all, it seems like your work has been the kind of work that you make it, it's more or less flat. Yeah. It hangs on the wall yeah. and then you, you've let go of it. Yeah. But when you do something, you know, th yeah. those were photographs yeah. of, of a yeah, person exactly. wearing fabrics. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, do you see that as a future, um, you know, as you as you keep working onwards, do you see yourself branching farther away from where you come from in that sense? I don't know. Like, actually, painting on canvas is quite new for me as well. Hmm. I started with that like two years ago. Was, was it paper works before? Yeah, before it was always paper, wood. Like some, I was really like had a great respect for canvas. 
So it's I was terrifying. Afraid Canvases of it. are yeah. terrifying. <laughs> but then I got, um, yeah. Then I started to work on silk. Uh, I stretched silk on mm-hmm. uh, stretcher bars uh, because that was not canvas. So like, it's okay. I'm, it was different. It was, like I have to move slow when I like try to reach for it. It's sure. like when I make sculptures as well. Lately, they have been like flat and just painted on one side, like they come out for a painting or mm-hmm. like a cutout painting. So it's like you have to like transition into it in some way. You seem very careful when you're working with materials. I'm not careful. I'm so messy. It's like, uh, I just, my studio is super messy and I hate to wash the brushes and I'm like switching the waters. Everything just gets dirty and I put the brushes directly into the paint with different, you know, it's like super messy. And Mm. I, I've tried to like structure my work, but it doesn't work for me to do it in that way. But I'm thinking more in terms of like, like let's, you know, the the transition into working on canvas that seemed to have taken a while. And that could be attributed to two things. Either you're in my mind, either you're uh, afraid of the new thing or you just have to beat the shit out of something and then move on. So you're not quite done with something. Yeah, I think so. Like I have to, I don't know. Uh, or maybe it was just that I was really afraid of the canvas and I just like tried to go around it for a long time. Uh, but now I'm painting on canvas. <laughs> you did it. <coughs> but I mean, are you interested in any other sort of like media in the grander sense? Video, photography? Uh, I love it's... editing video. Okay. Uh, I think that's really fun. Uh, I usually do it just like... A lot of my best friends are musicians and uh, make music, so I usually take some song they have or um, and just cut up because I like to film with my phone and then I just have all this material and then I sit for hours during the night and just edit. I think it's super fun. But you haven't considered integrating that into your artwork per se? Um, not yet. But it's like I think, idea. like it's also so weird because you know everything is possible. That's <laughs> like, the I thing. Do, like, you get <laughs> That's like good and oh, bad, right? <laughs> it's so much I want to do, and like you carry around it. Oh, you're like gonna burst someday. Sure, and there's there's a lot to be said for focusing yeah. on something, you know, and like you you know you have ostensibly a, a whole lifetime of making art yeah. ahead of you. So, you know, there's no reason to hurry in no, that sense, no, no. but it's hard also to, to, you know, not, not get um, stuck. Yeah. But as soon as I feel like I'm getting stuck, I usually switch medium. Like, um, painting for me is really like physical bodily, like I move and I lay on the floor, like, going around in different sounds like video art sounds like <laughs> and then like collage it's really like peaceful and like i can sit and move like one little cutout for like uh, half an hour you know because everything is like a puzzle that changes and so it's like two different not completely different but um sinless standing i don't know that word in english and different moods for me like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I almost never work on collage and painting at the same time. And collage, I only do at home, painting, it's like hmm. different practices for me, but still 
gives me something to another thing. And when I feel like I can't do any more collages, it's nice to go back to painting because then I can find something in the paintings that I can bring with me to the collages to make, like go in another direction mm-hmm. because I don't want to just get stuck. Mm. Um, you seem to be very patient. You don't, <laughs> you don't trouble taking time to work through something. No, but I'm also really quick when I'm working. Like, even if collages are like a patience thing, it can still be like, I could make 10 in one day because it's like has to come out. And then it's, it's like, stop. I can't, like, it's impossible to do one. Like, it won't get anything. And then I have to stop and then I have to wait it out. Mm. And then when it comes, I have to be ready. <laughs> um, Drop everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think one of the things I'm always interested in is it's very hard to answer, but, you know, I like to ask people, where are, where are you in this? You know, if you look at a painting, where are you in that? Like everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, I think it's really strange because it's both so private. It's in some way, it's like for me, I don't write diary or anything. For me, it's more of my paintings coming out. And I can see different years, different paintings, different periods of time. Well, you remember what your life was like when you made that too. Yeah. Whereas the other, we don't necessarily yeah, exactly. see it. But so for me, it's like personal, but it doesn't have to be that for someone else looking. And I kind of, I like when a painting doesn't answer all the questions. Like it has to be filled with possibilities and uh, you have to give it time. I think like um, in these days with Instagram and all those, like you want everything fast. No, 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 no. And with exhibitions nowadays, I can feel like people are like looking around like, no, no. They right. don't like, you right. have to give something to get something back. And like looking at a painting for a while can actually change your perspective on it. So people have to have patience, I think. Yeah, and that's one of the weird things about being an artist is you do have to, um, in a sense, let go of what you've made yeah. at a certain point. You can't dictate the terms, no. and that's been a, that's been really hard for certain people yeah. because they put everything into it, and then uh, some douchebag is like, "Nah, that wouldn't look good over my mantelpiece," and then walks <laughs> away. You know, and. That, there was an artist, I, oh, I already forget who it was. Someone was just on the program not too long ago who was talking about um, he had an opening. He slaved over the works. And then he uh, he has this opening. People come. His friend comes up and goes, yeah, nice video piece. You want to go to the bar? <laughs> and he was just like, why did I spend six yeah. months doing this for my friend, for someone I know, someone who's an artist, to be like, yeah, good job. Let's go get, let's go get hammered. You know, and that's so hard to deal with. Yeah, but that's the like what I told you before. Like before on an opening, I just want to go home and cry afterwards because it can feel so empty. Something you worked on so much and means everything for you, and then you show it, and then it's like, so now what? Yeah, (laughs) you feel like a washed out like rug or yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just been completely emptied. Well, there is the postpartum. You know, you've just given birth to something. Yeah, and then uh, and then and then what? Uh, but it's also, you know, an art opening is just about the worst place in the world to give any yeah. feedback yeah. about what yeah. you do. You may or may not sell anything, but no one's going to be like really digging into 
what and why and mm. how and you know that's 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 just by nature the the way it works yeah. with with that market you know yeah. I, I mean i guess no one discusses why pants are pants at no. a store you know <laughs> maybe that's just how it is but it can be a very lonely and empty yeah. feeling yeah but last time i actually were really happy it felt really good too and so when you're you know you could see yourself in them and that felt okay it just felt the thing I was talking about, this honesty, that I wasn't like... It also, I've been working mostly abstract, and in this exhibition, I had figures in them, uh, like people. <laughs> and it also felt really scary, because that's what I did when I was younger. Like, when I was, like, 17, I draw a lot, like, pencil drawings, and it was just, like women like girls or women figures in like different settings and then i moved away from that and then i thought like this will never come back and now it's starting to like come up again and that felt like weird because that was like my 17 year old even if it's not the same thing it has evolved during the time it felt really close to me and like something that was mine mm. and then i shared it with people mm. but then when i saw that people really appreciated it and got happy and like it felt so good but what about if they didn't yeah that would be horrible like no of course I'm, it's a possibility yeah some people i guess doesn't like it but the ones who did and told me i really appreciated it yeah i mean that's the tough thing about putting yourself out there yeah. There's the whole idea of the artist who lives in the in the attic and yeah. paints, and every once in a while, an art dealer comes by, slaps some money <laughs> on the table, takes the paintings away, and that's that. But yeah. that's not that's not no. the world we live in, and so you have to. I mean, how do you deal with criticism? Are you able to handle criticism well? Yeah, I think so. It, it maybe depends on who it comes from. If it's someone I respect and like, I think I'm really good at taking it. But if it's someone I don't really respect maybe i don't think about it too much yeah i mean i, I think it hurts the most when it's um, condescending yeah. you know it's one thing not to like something but if yeah. someone actually talking down to you yeah. that's something else uh, but it's also a natural part i don't know was your school very critique based no not so we had like meetings with our professors and their groups and we had talks and but not so critical I think it was um, or maybe I avoided it <laughs> fair enough <laughs> but actually when I went to this uh, preparing art school it's a really classical mm. art school so we had to paint like uh, croquet, croquet near, drawing, uh, yeah, new uh, drawing. for one year almost uh, or it could be like nude studies for one month and you did the same thing every day and well, then i started to get like really tired of it and i did my own thing instead and i got really critiqued by that and also i started with collages back then and they didn't understand it at all and the teachers like some of the teachers stopped talking with me because they thought like i didn't I didn't want to become an artist because I didn't want to paint in oil and I didn't want to make nude studies every day. It was like, it was a weird thing. And 
it was one teacher who told me like, Marlene, everyone doesn't have to be an artist. <laughs> that's really, that's a moment, right? Yeah, when you have and a moment that's where you're like, like I'm going to show fuck? you. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, do you engage at all uh, critically, theoretically? Are you at all interested in art on the art critic, uh, journalist, uh, I'm not up, so, uh, academic? Not so into it, maybe. But I, um, I met this um, guy uh, at um, in school, Bergen. He was a um, he had a lecture, and he's an art critic called Jan Vervoort, and. He had tutorials with us as well. And when I met him, it was like, wow, this is great. Because he opened so many doors that I didn't know that I had in in me. And like, it felt like someone who really thought in the same way. In terms of thinking about what you do or? Yeah, like I didn't have to, with everyone else I met when I had a tutorial, it felt like I always had to explain myself and like they always came with like practical tips and I was like, I don't want practical like tips. You should use a different type of brush. <laughs> and he was like, it felt like I went in therapy or something. It was really opening up and he visited uh, sometimes at the school and had tutorials. So I always had a meeting with him and then we we still keep in touch and um, he has written some texts about my work and it's really nice to have that kind of um like almost like a i can when i miss those kind of things with school that you can talk about i can talk with him or if i'm having a show and i'm just want to talk about it with someone i can talk with him about it so, it's important yeah. to have people to talk to especially after school yeah that's part of the reason i do this show yeah because and that's like our collective studio it's mm. also like it feels nice to be able to sort things out in your head and yeah i don't know do you think you went into abstract painting because you weren't happy with what you were doing figuratively no I don't think so. It was just like, it just came natural. I didn't think it over. It was like everything I do, it's almost like I just let it go. Mm. Or I try to. It's hard, like, it's really easy to censor yourself and start to overanalyze. And, Probably one of the hardest things. Yeah, and then it's so bad, like... It, I don't think any good works comes out from that, especially not for me. So I really have to let go. How do you do that? It can be like what I said before, like drawing in the dark or like just doing ink paintings, like quick and you can't change it later. You have to just go with the flow. Um, so it's actually like practical, uh, yeah. physical things to do to try yeah. to like loosen up. Yeah. Um, or also just like um, we had like an open air party in Stockholm last week and I make these big paintings for that we put up in the forest. Was that the ones that were yeah. like with rope hanging yeah, from the trees? Exactly. I saw that. Yeah, and they are on plastic and that's also like really fun because it's a completely different material, the colors and the um, texture change. Right, the way it and, like pain. if you have water on it, it will... Uh, like crack and, right, right. and it's really fun and it, it was really nice to do that because it was so easygoing and 
And then it can also lead to that I'm like working easier on the next painting because I get that like into it. And do you ever sleep? <laughs> yeah, I sleep a lot, like because a lot. <laughs> you made a show for an open air festival. You had an art opening, a solo art opening last week. You have chart art fair this week, and the next week you have a show in LA. <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. But are, are you going to take a break? Do you need to take breaks after this? I'm gonna. My I think I'm gonna stay in LA for a week after the show. So that's gonna be my occasion. <laughs> you should go to Death Valley. It's beautiful there. Yeah. A little hot. Right I never been to LA, so I'm really excited about it. Mm. No, mm. but I sleep a lot. Actually, I love to sleep, and like I have sleep paralysis as well. What now? Sleep paralysis. Is that where you wake up but you can't wake up? Yeah, you wake up but you can't move and you have like hallucinations that someone is in your room and it's like they tried to kill you. <laughs> How does that? How, tell I've been me more. I've it since I was 14. So, uh, and they, they changed a lot. In the beginning it was really like um, shade, uh, shades walking around, being mm. close to you, like really, like it feels like you're going to die in the next second. It's like... That's brutal. You wake up in your room and you see everything, but it's something that has switched. Like you woke up in a different frequency or something, and you can't move, so that gives it even more uh, panic. And it's not a dream necessarily. It doesn't feel like no, a dream. Like when you wake up, it's nothing at all like a dream. It feels like you. It feels as real as some as anything else. Like um, you wake up exactly where you were in your bed so it's still scary when you wake up but it's the right frequency again so it's like but it's strange but i also read a lot about sleeping paralysis and that's like a, a gateway to having astral travel traveling uh, so i'm trying to you're trying to turn it. this into yeah. something good <laughs> well i mean that's that's a, a whole other world yeah um and that leads me of course to the question whether you see your work metaphysically at all if it's a sort of like performative trance or something that yeah. takes you outside. For me, it's a, when I paint and when I'm in it or when I work, it's definitely like a trance. Like time disappears, um, all the problems disappears, and it's uh, it's a presence of a, something else, like a power. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's really... It's a special feeling. But is um, it still you or is yeah, it outside of you? It's still me. But of course, I don't know where my visions come from mm. or anything. But that's what I think is exciting as well. Like, I never know how the work will end up. It's something. Um, yeah, I mean, this leads into I, I, I was very interested in that whole world uh, in my early 20s reading Carlos Castaneda and experimenting with psychotropic drugs yeah. and that sort of stuff. And it, it's interesting to see you apply that to art because that's never been something I've been able to apply to art. That's been a personal, yeah, personal thing. Uh, but I mean, I guess it affects everything. If, if your, if your art is your life, yeah. then it works on that level too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was going to ask this, this, this yeah. moments of sleep paralysis. Do you, did, does this affect your art somehow? I guess so, because like everything affects 
my work, your surroundings, people you meet, like nature, whatever. It's like everything. Is it's all there in the mix. But um, but I'm really interested interested in these kind of phenomena or things. Like I'm, I, I guess I could say I'm really spiritual thing. Like I believe in a lot of uh, things we don't know about. Uh, and I think that's really interesting that we actually don't know about it because so many people need answers and like, what is this? Why does it mean? And that's how I see my painting as well. Like, I don't, I don't want to give them answers. I just, it's about exploring something and um, a curiosity, I guess. But and yeah, I don't know. But I guess, I guess that leads back to art being a somewhat mystical practice. Yeah. Some sort of way to grapple with the world, some sort of way to understand the world. Yeah. Uh, or at least do something Yeah. in all the craziness. <laughs> something that makes you happy. And it's like, even if it makes us miserable. Which it, it does sometimes. Yeah, like really. But you couldn't be happy without being miserable as well. So It's all balance. Yeah. It hangs together. <laughs> cool. Well, I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, your Thank time. Thank you. <laughs> it was really nice. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Undergang Armchair. The intro and outro music was kindly provided by Johnny Ripper, and today's interstitial music was provided by RC. You can find links to their music and tons of other conversations with great people on our youth hostel of a website, undergang.net. If you do like the show, we would appreciate it if you just take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. It helps others find us. Thank you for joining us.